You're listening to The Outspoken Bible, a podcast from Bible 2020 with Fiona Stewart, Jen Robertson and Neil Glover. Well, welcome to The Outspoken Bible. I'm Fiona Stewart. I'm once again joined by Jen Robertson and Neil Glover. And this time we are talking about fruitfulness. Thankfully, I've remembered what we're talking about because I was struggling with that a bit at the end of last week's, uh, last time's episode. Uh, before we kick into our main discussion, though, Jen, I'd love to have a chat with you about some of the resources that SBS has got in the pipeline for Christmas because we are getting really close to the season. We're all trying to figure out what that's going to look like and feel like. And um, SPS has got some resources, particularly for families that, that are going to help people. Yes, we do. I'm very excited about these being released. If you remember in the summer, we had bags of discovery, which uh, churches ordered the cards from us, activities cards, and they made up bags to give out to families so they could explore bits of the Bible together. For Advent, we have Christmas Windows family resource. So this is 10 cards and each card has activities on it exploring a wee bit of the Christmas story from Luke's gospel each day and also each day is an image that ties in with the story that families can then recreate and put on their window and by the end of mm. 10 days they will have a nativity scene on their window uh, to show to the world and for the, and for their own benefit as well they now have the story on their window so these are available very soon they'll be available now as you're listening at scottish.bible forward slash christmas just mm -hmm. order the cards they're free to order you just pay for postage you can also order a christmas gospel of, of luke's gospel and you can pop that in the bag you don't need lots of things in the bag but there are a few wee goodies like hot chocolate sashes and jelly babies that you can pop in as well to make mm -hmm. it a nice treat to give to families and we have other things alongside it as well, Fiona. Do you want me to tell you about them? Well, yeah, but can I just ask you a couple of questions about that? So, so sure. if people wanted to order that as an individual family, they could do that. Yes, but what you're, you're encouraging people to do is, as a, a church community, to maybe distribute those around yep. their, their families. That, that's that's so how order, the bags or, work, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, order, order enough cards for the families that you want to give these out to. Um, put the cards in a, in a bag or a box, uh, a, a few wee items to go with it, and give that as a gift to families this Advent. That's great. And one of the things I've noticed, because there's also a little podcast that goes along with that. Yes. Worth pointing out. So there's going to be a, a daily daily story told for families. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've been aware of working on that is that it's very much a resource, I think, that you could use with families who are maybe not part of church, but are part of your local community. And I think the Christmas, I know that the Christmas windows idea is not just a, a, a church thing this year. There's lots of communities across Scotland mm -hmm. that are aware of how Christmas is going to be different and people might feel quite isolated. And so communities are uh, setting up Facebook groups for people to decorate their windows. So when people are walking about their town, or their village, they'll see these beautiful windows. So this is a chance to involve families to be part of that window creation, but to create the Christmas story on the window. And I think with the podcast, it, it, it's going to be a beautiful three-minute uh, space for families to switch that on and to hear that bit of the Christmas story and to chat about some questions about it. So families maybe struggled a wee bit to think, well, how, how do we have this conversation with our children about the Christmas mm -hmm. story? They can switch on the podcast, snuggle up on the couch, uh, and, and listen to the brilliant mm -hmm. host who's presenting it, Fiona. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So, so, so a real sort of flexible resource there for, yes. for use um, to, to help people just focus their, their attention on, I suppose, the true meaning of Christmas at that point. We've also got an Advent reader. Yeah, so obviously Bible 2020 carries on to the end of the year 2020. Um, we have a reader. Uh, you can 
you can order that in the same place as the Christmas Windows resource. And it takes you through each of the verses on the Bible 2020 readings in Advent and beyond to the end of the year with a bit of reflection. And there's for you to consider those verses. A great thing, again, to give away to people. I think a lot of people will be asking this year, what is Christmas? What is Christmas all about when it's not the way it always used to be? So it's a lovely chance to give another gift. And again, there's a podcast that goes with that. Well, so so the Advent Reader itself, is that, that's a physical resource, isn't it? So that's, yes, a, that's a, a magazine format booklet. Um, yeah. booklet to give out to people. And again, presumably people can order those in large amounts to do distribution or yes. they were doing a Christmas and card, I, for example, they could do that. Yeah, and again, you're just paying for the postage. Yeah, great, great. So that's so that so we've got the we've got the Christmas windows, the family stuff. We've got the Advent Reader, which is the which is the physical book. And then yes, there's there's a podcast. So building on what we did in the summer, um, where we had Where You Go, which was the the podcast built around the story of Ruth. We're producing something this year, which is called Advent Stories, uh, which is a it's a short form podcast for daily podcast for adults or for for um, older people, I suppose, or. I guess families could listen to it, but it's aimed more at, at a grown-up audience, if you like. And again, that's that's working its way not through the readings in Luke that you're dealing with, but it's working its way through the Bible 2020 readings and um, helping people just delve a little bit into the story with that. So the idea behind that, that it's a kind of, um, I suppose, a, you're gathered around the fire to hear a, a story of a winter's night. So I'm, I'm just listening in on your, your mm. conversation here, but I think... Uh, it's Neil, by the way. Um, the, the, it's not just me putting on a voice. <laughs> uh, this is it. For people might not know that this is the part of the podcast where I just let Fiona and Jen talk because I'm not so involved, which is great actually. But um, I think one of the things we we crave with Christmas is to never get bored of it, to never mm-hmm. feel it's ordinary. And I think one of the, one of the big gifts of these sorts of resources is the they bring us into Christmas where we still experience some of the excitement, the wonder, and they um, they work against our jadedness. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks. I, I wasn't I wasn't going to come in unless I thought it was worth doing. <laughs> I thought I'd drop this cat. Exactly, exactly. So all of that is accessible through uh, www forward slash Christmas. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. We're not at Christmas yet, though. We're we're in the we are we are in the season of mists and mellow fruitfulness. We very much are, Neil. Mm. How very apt. We are talking about fruitfulness, and it does feel apt in this autumnal moment to be doing that. So I I wanted just to kick us off with a very broad question about about what is what is fruitfulness. Because it's quite a jargon word, isn't it, to talk about fruitfulness? I, I don't hear it being used an awful lot out and about. Yeah, that's true, actually. People talk about bringing something to fruition, don't they? they yes, often, they do. They talk about enabling something. Yeah, it's a very Bible word. It's actually, I've done some research, it's it's the second most commonly referred to foodstuff in the Bible. Um, so the most common is bread, 334 mentions 
Um, by the way, I worked out a, a, a good way of counting a mentions in my concordance, which is to measure them with a ruler. That's how it's done. <laughs> um, so it has 334 mentions. Um, fruit and fruitfulness is 268. So it's very close. And then vegetables are way behind. Only five mm. mentions of bi- uh, vegetables in my new revised, uh, my, uh, that was ESV, the English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Bible is fruit, fruit rich. And we, we were discussing off here before we started about the difference, I suppose, between fruit and bread in that bread is a staple and it's the, it's the you know, it's, it's, it's the solid thing you need. Fruit feels more um, a, a sign of abundance. It feels more... Yeah. So the, the job of a fruit is to, is to be attractive. That that's mm-hmm. what it has to be. It will not do its job if it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, my understanding is that 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 a fruit. Remember that thing people used to go, yeah, tomatoes are fruit, not just a vegetable. You used to go, oh, and it, the the whole definition of a of a fruit. Do people do that? Do people have narky arguments about whether oh, tomatoes yeah. are a fruit or not? I mean, I'm I'm still having them with people. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it is a fruit, isn't it? Tomato. Yes. Um, yeah. But the whole point of a fruit is, is it's a seed carrier, and it, and its job is to is to get eaten or consumed in order to move a seed. Uh, so one of my favourites is the acacia tree, which is more of a pod. I don't know if, a, if there's a difference between a pod and a fruit, but um, the the acacia tree in, in Africa uh, on the savanna, its job is to get eaten by elephants and then into the the guts of the elephant and then and gets deposited miles away and it can grow again. That's that's what's going on. So if an elephant doesn't like the fruit, then you know you're you're there. So its job is to be attractive, um, and and therefore that's why I think that Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit rather than the vegetables of the spirit. You know, he doesn't uh-huh. say, but you know, can you imagine, boys and girls, do you have the vegetables of the spirit? Oh, I hate vegetables. Are you the broccoli of peace? Are you the, are you the Brussels sprouts of love and self-control? Although that, that speaks to one of my hatreds about that verse, which okay. is that people assume there are nine different fruits, but actually it's the fruit of the spirit yeah. that is all of those things in one fruit. Okay, you were your pedantry. I, I, well, it really annoys me because people often talk about the fruits of the spirit. I think it's the, it's the singular. fruit of the spirit. Singular. And is that because you think it's a holistic whole? Yes, it's because okay. I think it's you can't say, oh, well, I'm good on the fruit of peace, but I'm oh, not very right. good on the fruit the fruit of gentleness I, I think it's about the whole being of of our growth in jesus is that we 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 begin to display all of those things and, and all of those things in equal measure ah, yes, I mean, don't so, get me started so, on love joy peace being the ones that get highlighted because actually what about self-control ah, that's right so it's <laughs> different from gifts so the whole mm-hmm. the, the whole thing about gifts is that not everybody has all the gifts yeah. whereas with fruit you have that you've got to you've got to have the lot you can't just go Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, so so people will say, "Oh, I'm good at administration, but I'm not good at I don't have the gift yeah. of prophecy, for example." Yeah, you can't get yeah. away with that with the fruit. Yeah, can't say, "Well, I'm good at gentleness, but don't ask me to be patient." Yeah, yeah. Which leads us on to something else, which I'm quite interested in as well, though, because I think you can't force those things, can you? You can't say, yeah. "I'm just going to try harder at being patient." Yeah, you yeah. can put yourself in situations where your your patience grows, but. There's a thing there, isn't there, between, between fruit, which is something that that happens organically. Everything seems to matter for fruit. You know, uh, you know, you got everything's got to be right. That comes across in all these verses, right from the Old Testament right through to Paul's writings. And the, the the soil has to be right. The the weather has to be right. The care from the farmer or whoever's looking after the the plant needs to be right. Yeah. And there's a a real deep a, a deepness about 
producing fruit that is not you can't just uh just let it happen it, it, you've got to have all the conditions right and i suppose for us thinking about this what this means for us in our lives is that our relationship our connection with god has to be right and then these things will flow out of us it's not like yeah oh, stop swearing get this right you know it's about being right with god inside it's inside stuff that matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's about the creation yeah. of environment it's not like yeah put tab a into slot b and therefore you'll be <laughs> football or pull this yeah. lever it's the environment has to be right so what fruit does is that it's this it's this alchemy if you can use that word of 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 soil and of root and of water and of sunshine and of time and of on of the genetic material the information all those things have, have got to come together for the, for the fruit it's a comedy and even then you can't force it my friend Callum, who's one of the local farmers, in order to diversify, he's gone into the gooseberry market, and um, he has he has sourced um, a, a variety of gooseberry that comes from the Ukraine, um, and he has worked very hard in getting the right people to come and pick, and he spends a lot of time making sure he's got the right soil structure and plant structure, and he thinks loads about that sort of stuff, um, but ultimately he's dependent on forces outside himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that comes into the Psalm 1 reading as well, you know, about mm-hmm. being planted yeah. by the streams right in the very first Psalm. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking there, Fiona, about, um, which you didn't talk about at the start, um, that, that someone could be really, really fruitful, you know, loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, and in, in no way uh, express or have any evidence in their life that they're connected to God. Oh, that's interesting. No, I, mean, I know people who are just like mm-hmm. that, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't say that. Or they might actually say, "I'm, I'm definitely not a Christian. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an atheist." Mm-hmm. So, what is what is God doing in that person? Mm. What is it about that person? Mm, that's interesting. And then there's some people, maybe not want to say it, but you know, who proclaim their faith mm-hmm. and are so far from being loving, faithful, kind, gentle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah, have a conclusion. I, I don't have a conclusion to this. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> but, no, it makes me want to go yeah. and think about it. Yeah, but God is God works. Doesn't if if the fruit is the evidence of God at work. Yeah. What does that fruit mean in people who would say that they they're not they don't believe in God? Yeah. And the lack of fruit in people who say they do. Yeah, but are we are we oversimplifying the fruit to the fruit of the spirit? So the fruit of the spirit mm. being you know love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, etc. Whereas it's fruitfulness in kingdom terms something something different from that because it's not just about the individual, is it? Being more no. mm-hmm, patient mm-hmm. and kind, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's about fruit for the kingdom, and that that's about the propagation thing of it spreading. And mm-hmm. and Peter, the Saint Peter one is is bigger than that. No, it's um, perseverance, godliness, godliness, mutual affection, love. Yeah, increasing your knowledge of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, and also, I mean, again, I'm sort of switching the biblical metaphor here, but but I've been thinking quite a lot about First Corinthians and the silver and building with silver and gold and the and the things lasting into eternity. Mm. The, the the fruit that I think Paul's talking about is a, is a is a fruit that lasts into eternity, isn't it? it? It's not simply that I'm more I'm more kind to those around me, but it's it's something there's something yeah. lasting about that. Is that it's been being made like Jesus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. of a, a story of my, my great one of my great friends Ken who worked for uh, an organisation called Mornington in, in Belfast and it worked on Lower Ormel Road and had b- 
been around through some really tough times in the 1990s through some of the violence that was there, uh, working with people in job schemes. And it, it was always dependent on the vagaries of grants. And at some point, you know, a huge European grant would come in and they'd have 30 members of staff. And then they, once that grant ran out, they'd be racked down to two or three. And But he'd kept this organisation going for, for well over two decades. And I remember... Um, he he left to get another job. He'd poured his soul into this um, this work. He left to get another job, and six weeks after he left, the project closed through, mm. through loss of funds. And he was devastated, and I can understand why. But but you you have to trust that that there is there's true fruit, love, joy, and peace. Then God holds on to that. It's part of the treasure that Jesus spoke, talks about in, in, mm-hmm. in heaven. That there is a there's a divine memory which holds mm-hmm. all that is good and more mm-hmm. than that i think that's the thing that we aim for it's not actually the the the, the bigness of the project and it, it's not the 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 bottom line or, or some of the outputs that we often have to fill in those of us who have to fill in grant forms you know how mm-hmm. many how many contacts did you have and so on um it, it's a much deeper thing it's a fruit there there is an outcome that we're going for it's not just oh mm-hmm. we just throw our seed away and who cares what happens to it we are after mm-hmm. an outcome but it, it's it, it's deeper and it's about transformation of people's lives and it's about about love do you know are people changed in a way mm-hmm. or we, or we've all mm-hmm. been part of organizations which are large but the the culture can get toxic and including um, we've had we've all know that we've been involved in churches which which get like that um that a it, it's the fruit that counts it's not the number mm-hmm. and it's not the number mm-hmm. of organizations and it's not the size of the staff it's the fruit it's, are people more loving are people kinder mm-hmm. are people more peaceful that's what matters Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. through the Old Testament verses that we've read, then into how Jesus speaks about fruitfulness, then into the, some of the, the letters and some of the the, the Pauline, Pauline comments, really, around fruitfulness. I'm interested in whether there's a difference in that or, or how these things connect, because to me, they read differently. So the Old Testament verses, to me, feel very linked to the land. They feel very linked to the people of Israel. There are clearly big uh, concepts being, being planted, I suppose, here, that, that are then then have have relevance when Jesus comes to speak, but I find it quite hard to, to connect some of the Paul's thoughts to all of that. Open to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling with your question because I didn't see the difference as much. I mean, I, okay. I, I do definitely see that in the in the Old Testament verses, particularly of prophets, actual physical fruit is being referred to in a way that perhaps it's it's not as much in the in the new so people do want to live in a land which has actual fruit in it um but but i think that the metaphor is there you know still that the, in both places that fruit is a metaphor for for bigger things you know the righteous will flourish like the palm the palm tree it's it's um they grow like a cedar um in lebanon all that is is both 
that that's metaphoric. I think what strikes me is Jesus's demand for fruit is quite remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's not here, but the, the story of the fig tree where he goes and there's no fruit or he tells the parable of the fig tree that produces no fruit and has to be chopped down. Jesus, fruit's not an optional extra for Jesus. In fact, and there's a bit, uh, we read Isaiah 27 about uh, sing about a fruitful vineyard, I am the Lord who watches over it. And then Jesus comes along in, in John 15 and says, I am the vine. Mm-hmm. So we don't, mm-hmm. we've no longer got, is that kind of movement from, you know, the people are the vineyard and God's there watching over it and giving them everything they need and supporting them and wanting them to love him but then jesus is here and and he he is part of the vineyard he's not like a far away and distant and remote Mm. he's right here with us in it and we we become part of we are grafted in to to this uh, vine that's been going on for forever since god was and uh, we become part of it because jesus is the vine so there's that that's a really clear kind of connection between the whole the, the past then Jesus, and then as Paul looks into the future and the world that we, yeah. we live in now. Yeah, and maybe, and actually, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure out my own question, but maybe some, so some of the verses I was I was talking about, particularly with, with the Paul stuff, so I was looking at the Second Timothy verse, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Mm. Um, or the Philippians verse, Philippians 3, 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which... Christ Jesus took hold of me. I, I'm actually wondering, as I'm asking the question, is, is maybe what's happening is Paul is taking that that rich metaphor of fruitfulness and he's he's reinterpreting mm. that for his for this new context that he's communicating to, isn't it? Because those are those are metaphors of of soldiers and and uh, runners and and you know. So it's is that is that what that is that what's happening here? I, th- I think you're. I think you are picking up on on something which I think is maybe is. Need to, we need to explore this a bit more. So there's there's two sorts of things that are happening. One is this idea of contemplating and remaining, and um, and that comes up in the vine and the and the fruit of the of the spirit. This idea of of rooting yourself and almost you become a conduit for a bigger energy. Mm-hmm. But also there are these very activist metaphors going on. Mm-hmm. So the, the ones you've just named, mm-hmm. where the the athlete pressing on for the prize or the soldier. And I wonder if it's both people who um, who talk about the the activist contemplative world say you actually need both of these. Mm, so yeah. there becomes a problem. We, we the the problem if you if you are simply an activist all the time, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you're 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 running, and this happens in 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 um, in Christian organisations and churches and in, in charitable organisations where that you get so obsessed with the work and the programmes that part of yeah. you inside withers and dies. Mm-hmm. And then often mm-hmm. that person can become quite a destructive person in that organization. They can become a source of tension or stress or holding on too tightly to stuff. So you, that that person needs to go into the abiding, into the fruitfulness, into the place mm-hmm. of the energy beyond themselves. And then the other the other danger is that you can be so rooted in in practice and, and, and contemplation and prayer that actually you never do anything. You never engage mm-hmm. with it. And that becomes quite... Mm-hmm almost quite self-obsessive where it's about your own personal high but not about doing the work and i think the christian life is about the balance and it's interesting that 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 paul who who for all that he is a a complex character often has good balances in place Mm -hmm. and one of those Mm -hmm. is that 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 
that energy of the of the abiding, the fruitfulness, mm-hmm. and the the activist. I mean, the the fruitfulness one is really interesting. The the fruit of the spirit in Galatians, because at some point he's writing this really vitriolic letter. I mean, no, that's too strong. I, don't, I wouldn't say vitriolic, but. Um, at one point in the debate over circumcision, he says, oh, I do wish that um, the, those opponents would go and emasculate themselves. And it's a yeah. very violent image that he uses. And then a few verses later, he's going, the fruit of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. <laughs> uh, so there's a, there is a nice juxtaposition going on. There. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's very clear in the Colossians, just the Colossians bit that we read in chapter one verse. Colossians? Colossians, or Colossians even. <laughs> Galatians, we could bring in a new book. That could be my book. We could slot the it in. Galatians between Ephesians, Colossians. Um, anyway, the prayer that yes. Paul, Paul, Paul said, Paul prays for the people is totally what you've described, Neil. You know, it says, you know, um, fill you with the knowledge of his will through wisdom and understanding so that you may live a life. Yeah. So the, the, the whole filling, the closest mm-hmm. to god the transformation of your life is is for a purpose but as you say mm-hmm. we, we so often focus on the purpose or the meditation um, but it's yeah. got to be both it's both yeah and i actually think yeah. in, in during this year of uh, lockdown and restrictions i've been very aware of that in my own life that i've become i could easily just become quite reclusive you know like you know in the past i would speak at conferences i'd be leading seminars and i was and and you know, I was, I'm, I'm good at these things, but I would never seek these things out. So I need to be put into that situation to make me rely on God and, and to go and do it. And it's really good for me to have done it. But now with less and less of those opportunities and filming them isn't the same because you can do it three or four times and get it the best you can. So there's a it's sense worse. that, you, you know, when, you're, when your life shrinks a bit like ours yeah. have, you know, it, you can just sort of, I'll just do the one thing that is easy and I, I'm not being pushed out um, yeah, I don't want to use the phrase in, out of your comfort zone because it's overused. But you know, I feel that's what's been lacking in my life is the things that I would never seek to do, but yes. I need to do. I'm asked to do, and I don't want to do them. But when I do them, it's so much better for me, and hopefully for everybody else as well. Yeah, yeah, can I, yeah. Can I talk about two Timothy four? Please do. Yeah, it's one of my favourite bits of Paul. That that bit <laughs> of I've, I've run the race. Um. Mm. I, I just that as a poignancy, as a warmth, that has a a looking back. Um, it's just in the way you think about this. I I was at a, I had a funeral yesterday. I, you know that piece of advice that people give about you know try and live your life so that what people say about your funeral is something that you'd want to hear. There's various versions of it. I decided that's rubbish. <laughs> I've gone against it. Not not because it's not important. I think I think funerals. Um, funerals um are important because they distill what's been important about your life um so the thing that always amazes me is that at funerals people talk far more about their holidays than they than they do about their jobs that's that's one <laughs> thing or um people often tell really silly daft stories so the the lady that did the funeral for yesterday she'd been a golfer and it was a whole there was a whole paragraph on a story of um there's a thing in i'm not a golfer where you get a fresh air is that when you just completely miss the ball oh, yeah, right? yeah you just don't hit it yeah and i think she'd been playing with her husband and uh, he'd she'd got a fresh air and then he'd got a fresh air and i didn't get the story so i was struggling but it was clearly <laughs> a very funny story so i was trying to do it justice and point being it was a silly thing so so funerals are quite good at that 
But if, if your life is lived as a performance so other people will think well of you, then mm. I think that does become problematic and people mm-hmm. turn you into this worthy soul who will be lauded. Paul, I think, would be absolutely stunned to think that we'd still be talking about what he says in 2 Timothy 4 because he's an exhausted man that, in a sense, he's given all to the mission and, in a sense, he he is saying, I'm not really recognized anymore. No, that this, you know, if my life's life lives as a performance, then I'm a nobody in a prison mm-hmm. in, in Rome. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's given it to God and he's going to mm-hmm. let God do the working out of it. And I wonder if that's, that's what f- true fruitfulness is, is of giving ourselves to, to, to God, that God will then take the seed and do it. Because the fruit has no control about what happens to the seed. It just mm-hmm. has to to, mm-hmm. to be to rely on the energy and going back to the funeral analogy I, I i sometimes i'm struck well i'm often struck when i'm at funerals you know i wish i'd known this about this person when they were alive and we could have talked about it that, so i think that's quite a common thing to think isn't it but i'm also often struck by the fact that what you're hearing is other people's perspective on a person mm-hmm. so, so you you don't actually know the inner person because mm-hmm. we, we never know the inner person and even even when somebody's gone and the focus is very much on on how they've lived their life. It's, a, it's still an external perspective, but the real work is what's going on inside, isn't it? And, and that has fruit in, in the external that is seen and, and is obvious. But but if it's all it's all the performance, I think there's disconnection, isn't there, Neil? Is that, is that... Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think, actually, maybe I'm, I'm trying to roll back on the funeral thing. It's not rubbish. <laughs> I, think, I think it's... I think the real measure of our lives is sometimes how they how they show up in others i think maybe mm-hmm. that is that it i don't know i'm struggling for this aim of not all lives but but there's a sense for sort of example the 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 lady who did the funeral for yesterday you know all her children and her grandchildren were present and you're thinking they would find it almost impossible to define the exact bits of them that had come from their grandmother maybe a recipe or or maybe a, a life lesson she taught them at a particular point but so often it would be decades and decades of really subtle stuff. Because mm-hmm. if it hadn't mm-hmm. been for their grandmother, they wouldn't be there, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and if she hadn't been a presence in their lives, their lives would be so much more damaged than the, the kind of good, you know, kind of held lives that they had. But I'm trying to think, what mm-hmm. is fruit? It's that constant energy, it's that seed, it's that, it's, it's, a, it's a, almost a process we don't fully understand, but we give mm-hmm. ourselves to. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep from being ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're, we're going to end our conversation there for today, um, but I, I would just love to know what you're going to take away into into this next few weeks. I think I, I was saying to you as we're preparing today, one of the things is probably I, I want to eat more fruit, just simply <laughs> that, get better. Um, yeah, the, the other is just how important it is. It's, I'm struck again by the Bible, Jesus is the man for fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul talking about it, I really like that point you said about that it's all the fruit. Uh, it's not just lots of different fruits. Mm. Um 
yeah, and and not being tidy, uh, but 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 dwelling and fruiting. So somebody once uh, talked about um, John fifteen as being about abiding and fruiting. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think about it's important. I think these verses are so significant, aren't they? It's what mm. it's all about, you know. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and the bit from Romans, and it's an ongoing, everyday thing. I'll, I'll never, I'll never be completely fruitful <laughs> until uh, I'm with Jesus in heaven. But it's just a, it's just a challenge for every day. I don't think it's a new challenge, but it needs a challenge that need to be reminded of constantly. Yeah. yeah. And the running thing, it's quite interesting. You know, having stopped running <laughs> and then starting running again, I, I realise I won't. It wasn't that bad. I thought I I I've got to the point. I thought I I can't run anymore. So if anybody's feeling like that in their spiritual life, you know, uh, we need to we need to, we can keep going even if you even like it's often I feel I completely failed. I've been so unfruitful. I've got it wrong. I've been mm-hmm. I've been in, had a terrible temper. I've treated somebody badly. You know that that isn't the end. You know, you come back to Jesus and we go again. Mm. Mm. That's great. That's great. Um, I would say for me, I, I was really struck, Neil, by your story about about your friend in in Northern Ireland and mm. and that whole thing of organisationally the 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 fruit that lasts beyond things and when things come to an end. I mean, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking about about foolproof and some of the stuff I've been involved in um, over the last couple of years. So so that 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 was helpful to think about that. And I think also just just that discussion about activism and con- contemplative, like not setting these things as as polar opposites, but mm. but combining both. I suppose there's a there's maybe a, a a pendulum swing with mm. that sometimes, isn't there? That, that sometimes we're in the place of contemplation, sometimes we're in the place of activism. Um, I think at the moment, by physical restraints, we're we're sitting. I, I think in a place where God's bringing us to, to contemplation, isn't He? Yeah. But always with that readiness that when the time comes, that that activism follows on from that. And another one wee tree story. Um, so mm. a recent a recent walk. Um, there was a tree that had been blown over, over a huge, huge tree, and I was just so struck by the fact that the roots of that huge tree were as wide and strong as the branches that you would have just have seen. You know, if it hadn't been blown over, you wouldn't have seen how incredible the roots were. And so, for us, the roots into God are absolutely significant as what mm. is seen. Mm. And there's so much focus in our culture on what is seen in our Christian lives it's what's inside that really matters and we shouldn't ever forget that yeah 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 well Jen Neil thank you very much again another stimulating conversation and hopefully it will bear fruit for for us in our lives but also for people who are listening in so thank you very much for listening and join us next time on the Outspoken Bible